1: You're listening to KTAEAM Elgin, K270CO Round Rock, Texas Sports. The Horn. The Horn. Guests on the Horn appear courtesy of the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Vaqueros now delivers and offers curbside pickup. For info on placing your lunch or dinner order, visit vaqueroscafe.com. Come up with E and Rod B. Brought to you by Bud Light on the horn. I woke up to the morning
2: sky
3: first. E and Rod B. Hook them up on a Friday. We roll on five hours a day, five days a week. Austin's only local morning sports conversation. That's uh, the Black Pumas, of course. And we told you earlier in the week. With our live music update and setlist ATX, the Pumas have a new single out, and they have a new album coming out in October. How about this day, Rod? They've got a new album. If you're a fan of Zach Bryan, the uh, country singer,
2: the oh crooner. yeah, mm-hmm. Also, Turnpike Troubadours with a new album out today on the same day. I'm going to check out both of those. And maybe, honestly, that may be why, because actually Drake was supposed to drop an album today. Um, and it hasn't dropped on iTunes. I wonder if his people are like, nah, we're gonna say that drops. A lot of stuff dropping like, today. Let I'm get... assuming
3: it's because uh, it's like
2: three or four planned he, marketing.
3: It... Huh? Like when school gets back in, and you know, everybody's we know this even in, in radio. Like in summertime, everybody's schedules are different. Everybody, kids are out of school. Mm-hmm. Everything's kind of helter skelter. People are going on vacations, yeah. taking trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, now everything the structure comes back into everybody's lives. Right? Kids got to be at school. Got to go yeah. to work. All that. Which then, when you're at school, that's when everybody spreads the word. Hey, new Zach Bryan. Oh, turned by yeah. Good point. It's probably Great point about that not unplanned. That uh, it's big albums because, like, they're like the mm-hmm. month of August, preseason football, people gearing up for it. But now, like last night, there's high school football games. Yeah, people are playing high school football. Uh, the structure is back in the world.
2: They definitely are. You're right. They definitely that's definitely scheduled around yeah. uh, those types of events. And yeah, I bet Drake's people probably were like nah, not today a today. It was, it, was,
0: it was a great feeling walking in the deep eddy last night, and the Taco Shack bowl was on one of the TVs in there. That great. I was like, "Is that a replay?" No, way, you, you say nice. the uh,
3: after you ran your forty time of six point four three. Ooh. Yep. And pulled your groin severely. We told you you were going to get hurt. I mean, you can't just all of a sudden start sprinting. Mm. That's never a good time. But the video is great. Thank you to Jacob Standard and the digital team for putting that together. And thank you to Ty for running in his pants.
2: And, yeah, Ty, Ty uh, there was some um, instructions on the spec sex for you. They said you definitely can drop. At least like a half a second off of your. 40. I stood
0: straight up. Yeah, sauce. you're.
2: Yeah, you, you stood straight up. You were wearing like shoes that were basically <laughs> falling apart. Ran it in your. Then you ran it in like. What'd you run in? what did you run in? Khakis. Khaki pants. Yeah. Khaki pants. Okay, so that's another millisecond right there. If you'd have ran it yeah, on, on a, a track, track, you get a little
0: bounce.
3: Track
2: uh, instead of in the parking lot. I think you still could have cracked. Like five, under six, something. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. Six
0: in, I'm gonna connect with one of these indoor, you know, training facilities. Whatever. The, what, like the what was the one that Bijan trained at. Uh, they probably got an indoor <laughs> oh, track the there. Collective. I can, I can get it's some spikes. I don't think
2: you're allowed in the collective. <laughs> Nick Shuley probably can get you in. Honestly, Nick Shuley can get you in. I've been in there one. I've been there a few times. Jeremy
0: Hills in. will let you in.
2: Jeremy Hills lets you Jeremy in. Hills. Kenny Vaccaro has like an office in there he somewhere. Does. He does. He sells yeah. shoes in there too. Yeah, he's got like an office in there. So yeah, Nick can get you in. Two
3: locations of the the. The collective, but yeah, the one on South off South Congress. Oh, that was nice. Tie. That's yeah. nice. Uh, it says it's tie in a wheelchair like Kevin Hart. Well, you <laughs> probably so. But when you went to Deep Eddy last night, it turns out the Deep Eddy guys one would like to have us come out and maybe do a do a show there.
0: Yeah, no, I th- I think that'd be a very I, very cool opportunity. I've never
2: been to Deep Eddy in my life.
0: It's fun. It'd I be a cool, it'd been. be a very cool place you, to go. I've never been. Before. I love that place.
3: Okay, but you when you it's underwhelming and it's nothing like it's like it's a it's a dive bar. It's I great, love dive though. bars.
2: Me too. That's no, where I, I, I took met my, some of my favorite women are in dive bars, the trashy. Kind. I took
0: my sister there when she was in town two weekends ago, and I'd been talking about Deep Eddie, You know, she like was under like I do, and she was like, "What? This is it? I'm just gonna watch you play pool and drink beer." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah that's, that's <laughs> yeah. what I do." You have you ever been to
2: dive bar, this Is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm She's uh, like, "Can we go to a
0: club, please?"
2: Yeah, they want like the music, and they're like, "No, no, no, no." We actually have conversations in here. We good. <laughs> we talk about Great the game. It's on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now are the pool cues all crooked and broken up? Or are they actually pretty uh, decent? It's it's better than a, a lot of bars, I'd say.
3: Better the, than a lot of. The bars. felt's
0: good. No beer spilt on it that I've <laughs> ever seen.
3: Okay, I like that place. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. It's funny because we were just talking about dive bars, and the, the the our fantasy football draft in my big money league, Rod, is next week, one week from today, uh-huh. next that next Friday night. Oh yeah, and so the email has gone out from the from we're the commissioner, from the commissioner. Who's coming? Who's going to be there? And so we're getting all the response emails, and everybody's ready. Everybody's cranked uh, up. Speaking,
0: speaking of emails. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, Keep I will standing. say,
3: the, the, the plan is, the, the draft is at Shoal Creek Saloon. Oh, I love Shoal Creek. And then the after party is it's always, I never go, because i got to work the next day. The after party is always at Don's Depot. Don's Depot. I'll probably be there.
2: <laughs> he'll, be at, he'll, be, he'll represent for you. He'll be there by proxy. He's your uh, proxy
3: for the party.
0: So that's a week from, from today.
2: <laughs> uh, emails, though?
0: Yeah, uh, for if you're having any issues hearing one the 1019 FM signal, like Which we've been you saying. probably are. Yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. email me at thenderson at hornfm.com, henderson at hornfm.com. Uh, make sure you mention the 109, 1019 uh, signal specifically and put a your your address where you're located, and that would help us out a lot with our fight with the FCC.
2: Yeah, we're, we're working through some bureaucratic red tape to try to get the We We get
0: to a certain number of yeah. those, and I think we will... Yeah, we have a plan.
2: And uh, in addition to your complaints about the signals, send Ty any complaints you have about anything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. anything Shows. but the station. Your life. Your life. Period. You know, Donald Trump. Whatever. Just send him random complaints. That's cool. Two fifteen. <laughs> I'm just joking. Do not send. Or if you
0: have any ideas for
2: challenges, yes. I'll take them. Apparently, the forty yard dash isn't the only challenge that <laughs> Ty is going to try to um to to accept and to try to How overcome. How many pull
0: ups could you do? Pull ups. I could do ten. Yeah, ten plus. kidding me.
2: Oh yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He can do I? You can do ten. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You, to, uh, Twenty-five is what I think he you can, no way could do. Yeah, <laughs> no. I sure. got I got a, I got, no a bar I,
0: can, I got one of those ones you put up on the on the door. I could bring it in here. Sit up. How many sit ups? Yeah. Uh, I could do like two hundred sit ups. Yeah, sit ups are easy. Yeah. I would say. Uh, see,
2: you would see how long it takes him like to run like a. Uh, to run like a mile.
0: Officer Cantu suggested tasing me for a good cause. I mean, that'd tasing be for charity is fun. Please, you good. can too. Yeah, I've never been tased. So you know. Bob Cole That's got tased to me. We got. I've au- seen that video. <laughs> we got
2: audio of Bob Cole. We should make that a <laughs> drop on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was really a great. I think he did it for charity, though. That's why Bob Cole's awesome. That's something he that surprises Got tased for charity.
3: I'm surprised that 25 Ty has not been tased yet by officers. I've Lewis. never been arrested. <laughs>
2: Ty's never been arrested. Never got a ticket. Because he's, he's too fast.
3: Exactly. They can't catch him. <laughs> like Baker Mayfield. <laughs> a little bit faster than that.
2: Yeah, right. You got to let the cop tackle you, Baker, like that. Come on. Oh, that Put a juke on.
3: He decked him up into the bricks.
2: It was a nice form tackle. Let's be honest now.
3: That cop had some quicks to him, though.
2: He's like, I played high school ball. What, was that the Arkansas PD or it something? Was something? Arkansas like that, State yeah. Trooper. <laughs> he, you know, he's still bragging about that one. Every time he sees Baker, you know he drops a little joke out there, too. <laughs> oh, I dropped that dude. This Put him like, on his
1: back.
3: Oh, here's a here's a text we don't get often. The signal on 101 I was strong from Pflugerville to Lake
2: Line Mall today. What there we go. go. We, get he, that, we get that all the time. What kind no, of car we... are you driving? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
4: huh.
2: you know, what's your route? Everybody wants to follow that route should you drive it on. That's uh, great.
3: Our man uh Appreciate man, that. Uh <laughs> Dale says, I'll challenge you in a beer shotgunning tie.
0: Oh, that's that's I've told I've said it before. That's my
3: no, but one God-given talent, and they're challenging you. Okay, okay sure.
0: I'm, I like that. Doug. I'm under a second <gasps> every time. Easy.
2: Hold up. What? <laughs> de- Shotgun a beer?
0: I delete beers. Yes.
3: Delete. Wow.
2: He, you know what? I'm not gonna question. Ty on that one. Was like, I'm not gonna uh, challenge him on it's that. Like that the one.
0: Terminator or something. I delete.
3: I delete. Beard. Me.
2: Yeah, you crush the can on your head too. I mean, you get done.
0: Sure. <laughs> I've shotgun four locos. I can, do, oh, I can do. it all. wow, that's probably My, bad for your. I heart. got
2: the bubble guts. Just thinking if about you, shotgunning a four loco.
0: If you're trying to. Turn up quickly. That's the way to do it. Shotgun Oh, a yeah, they, but they
2: changed the formula on four locals because they were – Yeah, they changed the formula on that damn thing. People huh? were dying. Yeah, they mm. did. People, exactly. People were like – you know, people hazards to people's health. So they changed it and made it a little bit more uh, palatable for the people. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, there you go. Moving on.
3: All right. We've got uh, a lot going on. It's a busy Friday into a weekend that will include some preseason games. Who knows who's going to play and not. College football tomorrow with a slate of games. None of them are kind of like – Un, like uh, Deep Eddie underwhelming but cool <laughs> it's college football I love Deep Eddy. best jukebox in town
2: I'm going now well, I got,
3: Me Not me, me Cat has a good jukebox too back in the day but that's not far away either uh, Me Not Cat Don's Depot old school old school it says tie for president
2: <laughs> people like ties of random takes because he
3: deletes beers
2: deletes them that's a good term for <laughs> for, for a shotgunning a beer no I delete them you Well,
3: another game we could play in our field day events and uh, Olympics with Ty. You know, <laughs> Nick Shuley, who does our set list ATX, he's our live music update guy. He says he's the greatest. Uh, what's the mini hoop? The basketball?
0: Game? Oh, yeah. Oh. Just, just mini hoop.
3: Pop yeah. shot, pop, pop shot. Pop, shot. Yeah. He's, he's the mm-hmm.
2: best in town. He, he's like, he's unbeatable. He's played at, like, the Kung Fu Saloon and he stuff like he, that.
3: He, he said he's, he's broken every record at every bar he ever goes to. Oh, really? Like he's a, pop, a, yeah, a pop shot. Okay. Like, just tease reading. I'm saying,
0: Well, there's a lot of basketball ones we could do. I think we just, we save those till. Okay. So basketball basketball is closer. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Well, we'll challenge Nick in that one. I can, like that. Can we, um, we
3: go to the Vaqueros hotline because I was eager to talk to this uh, gentleman because I'm going to see him tonight and uh, take in some of the, uh, the greatest bull riding on the planet. Amen the Austin that. Gamblers and Gambler Days are here Friday, which is tonight, Saturday and Sunday at the Moody Center. Nice. He is our great friend, J.J. Gotch president of the Austin Gamblers. J.J., are you guys ready for the, the big weekend?
5: Yes, sir. We are. We are here. I'm down here actually at Moody Center right now. Uh, unfortunately, the weekend hasn't even started, and I think I've already lost my voice. So,
3: <laughs> Well, that happens. Is the dirt going in? Is the dirt being uh, laid on the the ground at the Moody Center?
5: The dirt is in. The chutes are in. I'll walk in here in a minute, take a picture, and uh, text it to you, and then you can throw it up on the, on the interwebs cool. for all the land to see.
3: Well, I mean, you know, we we love following the team and saw him last week on CBS Sportsnet and uh, their y'all's, y'all's game. Uh, you guys are eight and one, man. You're off to a great start. And but for you personally, I know this is you know it's, it's kind of like the F one weekend. It's one weekend a year. You got to you get to put on the show, and it's here now. I mean, uh, everything, all the planning, all the rehearsals are done, and it's it's time to go.
5: Yeah, and I mean, it's we're 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 at the halfway point of the season. As you mentioned, we're in first place. We're nine and one. Uh, the guys are on a roll. Um, we're healthy probably more than anything, and you guys know in sports that, uh, and especially rod and football, right, if you're not healthy, you're, you, you don't have a chance to win. And for us, it's not a matter of if our guys are going to get hurt, it's win. and then how bad. Fortunately for us, our, our nicks and bruises have been, not been major so far, knock on wood. Our guys are relatively healthy, um, and that's, that, that's, that's this sport. If You can stay healthy, and you've got a good team, which we do. We've, we've got a shot now to, to bring these guys back to Austin in first place, at the Moody Center, um, on a roll, you know. After the the success of the ride, um, you know the docu series on Prime, and more people knowing who we are and what we are, and just it just there's a different feel about this year than last year. Just more people know about it, more people are excited, um, and our guys are they're fired up and they and they want to represent and they want Austin to be proud of them and proud of this team.
3: J.J., as you say, this year is different than last, I think, for the fans, but also for the riders. I know you told us uh, in a visit with us during the summer that you guys did a team-building event in Brazil. Like, uh, you know, the, the whole idea of a team bull riding series was new to the, to the riders, too. I mean, that's been an individual sport for their whole lives, and all of a sudden they're, they're thrust into a situation where it's a team, which they, they like, but you've got to get used to it. Do you feel like the team-building and the aspect of that, you're starting to see more of it here in year two?
5: No, exactly. And that was something. And and fortunately for me, you know, I was the one outlier last year in this sport. I was the guy that was not from the bull riding or rodeo or Western sports. I was from baseball. But the reason I got brought in was because I'd come from a team in a league background. And so I I knew how critically important it was to build, as Rod knows, that that locker room culture and for Mm -hmm. guys to trust each other and for those bonds to be built. So we've been really intentional from day one and throughout this year, as you mentioned, took our training camp to Brazil this year. The guys got really close. Uh, There's a great week on our YouTube channel, on our Austin Camer YouTube channel, there's actually a uh, kind of a a video that recaps it. But everything that we've done, we've had the guys in town all week. Everything that we do, we do together. Uh, All the guys, we took them out on Lake Austin yesterday and went wake surfing. Um, But it's just, it feels like a team, which is crazy for a sport that's been individual for 100 years, where it's just typically one guy and one bull. But now these guys are coming together, supporting each other, Coaching each other when they're not riding, coaching each other after practice, Uh, and it's just—it's fun to see and and the bonds that these guys have built. Because now I know, like all of us that have played team sports, even when this season's over, these guys are going to be brothers for the rest of their lives.
2: Hey JJ, let me ask you uh, because you know the the PBR uh, series. We know you guys are having a fantastic season so far. Uh, what about the postseason? Is is there a, a postseason, and how does it work? Because you guys are obviously uh, one of the uh, the better uh, teams in PBR right now, and I think championships obviously on your mind.
5: No, for sure. Ron. last year, we, we kind of called this year our unfinished business tour because last year we won the regular season, uh, we got a buy in the first round of the playoffs in Las Vegas, and then we we stumbled in the second mm-hmm. round, and, and we we just didn't perform, and so this year. The guys, they picked up where they left off and said, listen, we're in first place. Every weekend we've come into this year, we've been in first place, and when we left, we were in first place. The guys want to keep that going the whole year. But at the end of the day, as you know, it's about championships. People only remember who won the World Series and who won the Super Bowl, not who got in second. So for these guys, same thing. We We want to win the regular season. Top two teams get a bye in the first round, but all eight go to Las Vegas. October 20th through the 22nd. That's where a champion gets crowned.
3: Yeah. Austin Gamblers tonight, tomorrow night, and Sunday afternoon with great music. Uh, William Ziders tonight, and then uh, William Clark Green tomorrow. Kevin Fowler on Sunday. And, I, you know, watching the event last week, J.J., and over the course of the first half of the season, we know Jose Vitor Leme is the best bull rider in the world, and he anchors your team. But, man, um, you know, the, the kid Dalton Castle has come on and become, you know, you guys now have two or three of the best riders in all the PBR. And Castle, I think, was a bit of a surprise for people in that in that realm.
5: Well, just, you know, the thing about it is Dalton, he's a Cowboys cowboy. He's from Muleshoe, Texas. I mean, if you looked up the definition of cowboy or wanted to have the voice of a cowboy, it's Dalton Castle. Um, and it's, it's, it's crazy for him to be overshadowed because he's a guy that his nickname is King of the 90s. He typically gets more 90-point rides than anybody. He's number three in the MVP standings. But when you got Jose, he just gets a lot of attention. Then we got Zeke, who garners a lot of attention. But Dalton, he he is just, he's the cowboy's cowboy. Um, he rode this year in the individual season. He had a grade one MCL tear, a grade three PCL tear, and a fractured leg. All at the same time, and he continued to ride. I mean, the kids just got more gut and grit than anybody you've ever met. And so, you know, last week Jose stumbled a little bit for the first time, showing that he actually is human. Yeah. And uh, and Dalton picked up. You know, he he got two rides for us last weekend and helped us win two or three games. So, and that's what it, that's what this thing is. Is we we talk about we win as a team and we lose as a team, and uh, even on nights when Jose doesn't show up. Um, this year, the rest of the guys are ready to step up for
3: him. Hey, for our audience, JJ, that A is coming tonight, already has their tickets or this weekend and or are still looking for some seats and how to get there. Uh, I know for for horn listeners, there's 25% discount. We've given away a bunch of passes this weekend, which we're excited about. How can folks be there? What is the schedule tonight as far as, you know, getting off work and getting there and seeing some music and then getting ready for the bull riding?
5: Absolutely, Warren or or um. And we got, I just Warren Zider just walked up. That's why I said Warren. <laughs> uh, but we've got so speaking to him. So tonight we've got uh, so the event starts at seven forty-five bull riding. But we've actually got Warren Ziders is kicking off music, and the Dell Technologies Plaza right outside the movie Moody at six fifteen. He'll be on stage from six fifteen to seven fifteen. The first thousand people that get here tonight get a free Yellowstone Dutton Ranch cap. Cool. Uh, nice. to, Yeah, and then bull riding starts at 7.45. Tomorrow we go an hour earlier. As you mentioned, William Clark Green goes on at Uh, First 1,000 people tomorrow get a Yellowstone Dutton Ranch T-shirt. And then Sunday, uh, the afternoon start at 2, but we got, as you mentioned, Kevin Fowler. He's playing at 12.30, and it's kids free. Any kid that comes out gets a free ticket with a paid adult admission. Mm. And then also the first 500 kids on Sunday get a free gambler belt buckle.
3: Very cool. Nice. Gambler days are here. We yeah. wait uh, all summer for it, and here it is uh, really to launch the uh, the football season, which is right around the corner, but uh, it's rodeo season and, ga- and uh, bull riding season, which is here. Thank you, sir. J.J., look forward to seeing you tonight. Apparently we're going to be sitting right on top of the chute, so I look forward to it and uh, really can't wait to, to be a part of what's going to happen tonight.
5: Awesome. Thanks, brother. Appreciate Thanks, you guys.
3: All right, J.J. Thanks, Gosh. JJ. Yeah, Austin Gamblers. Bull riding is here.
2: I meant to ask him. Uh, I know he seemed like he was busy, of course, <laughs> getting ready to start up uh, Gambler's Nights. But um, man, that's training staff for the Austin game. I just wonder how oh. big the training staff is. I mean, football training staffs are huge because th- th- the teams are huge. But their training staff, obviously, the teams aren't huge, but they got, I mean, the injuries they have to address. Which, <laughs> what well, they these guys get they just nicked up. You're talking about, you know, shoulders and broken bones. and did he and just say? He said he's torn, like torn, a- a- PCL, yeah,
6: MCL. <laughs> he went
2: through a list of them, and, and he still run. I'm thinking to myself, dude, it's exactly so. You the trainers got to get them ready. In, <laughs> in spite of all that. I just wonder, is it a, a large team? Is it, you know, three, four you know, dedicated individuals? Their training staff. I I don't know what they're paid, but they may be underpaid because like they a, work hard.
3: Yeah, and those guys are so tough. It oh, reminds man. me of we were talking about. Uh, Aaron judge earlier in the year not playing because of his toe injury and my man Casey Sutter was like soft exactly. hey I played <laughs> yeah. the whole season with a broken foot. <laughs> yeah
2: no cause football that's one of the things like no man, you, you play through that. I like in, in baseball so many games though they look for reasons to take off again. oh yeah. I feel
0: like every O lineman and no matter what level you they play at over exaggerates the injuries though like oh my my
1: ankle was
2: torn apart they, I, yeah, you're right. That's true. But the, I would say they are tough though. They, they are. They, they are, are. They are some tough mofos down there in the trenches, man. Like I've seen guys like broken, you know, hands and stuff, and they just got to wrap it. Oh, they'll let you know. Club they'll, they'll let you know. They will uh, let you know. Yeah, you played yes, out there how tough on the they wing are, there, Rod. You yeah. played out
3: there at DB, which is it's a physical thing, but you understand what
2: those trenches are about. I mean, no, those are... the worst thing that happened to me was, like my toenails would come off. Like, <laughs> oh, this is really no, it's painful as hell. Uh, it's going to wear Reeboks though. Once we got Nike, then there was no toenails coming off anymore. But Reeboks. It was just bad. Has anybody wear Reebok anything anymore? Um,
0: exactly. Steph, Ker- Steph Curry's a Reebok guy, I think. Exactly. Or no, he's
2: Under Armour. There, there you go. See, because toenails, toenails were coming off too much. <laughs> we were like, we got to get rid of this stuff. I can't be playing it is, and my toenails are coming off every football season because your shoes suck. Oh yeah, sorry oh, Reebok. But
3: those dudes in the in the in the, <laughs> the trenches, that's just warfare. It is brutal for for a
2: 60-minute game. Just every play, you got to go and just fight and beat on another person and then do it the same to you. And it's the same person usually. That's because you – think about how mad and upset you'd be by the fourth quarter oh. if the same person oh. – a fight with the same person every play. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'd
0: always, like, end up knowing the guy by the end of the game <laughs> yeah. that I was going against. Yeah, hey, bro.
2: Because <laughs> both of y'all win some and you lose some, uh, right? Well, like,
0: well, we play, I remember one time we were playing Layman, and their whole O-line – I mean, they weren't a very good team back then, and yeah. we were beating the crap out of them. Their whole O-line, they had, like, a stand-up routine. They'd, like, come up and, like, they'd all <laughs> – oh, like, like, They'd shifting and everything. No, no, they were, like, dancing and saying <laughs> certain lines. And they're like, hey, can y'all just, like – Take it easy on this drive. Like, we won't go very hard. I was like, bro, we're in the middle of a game. That's like,
2: hilarious. That is great. They were, being like, they were asking you, basically negotiating it with it you. No, They'd like, be like,
0: they were, they were being like, dude, you're, how do you play D line? You're too fast and skinny. Like You run past me every time. Hey, take it easy, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. They just,
2: they just gave up on competing. They were like, you will going to get our ass whooped here. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Yeah. I'll make say
3: some this is such a friends for the uh, bull riders who are the toughest dudes out there. I was watching last week because it was on CBS Sportsnet their Sunday uh, game. And this guy gets on a bull. And the bull almost jumped over the gate like the bull jumped on top of the gate he was so angry and this dude this guy straps back on there. I'm like hell no and that's all
2: that's the I, the, fans almost, are, the fans right there yeah oh, but he man.
3: almost jumped off over the gate like out onto the, oh, the, gotcha. the uh, show yes. the arena yeah but like the, all of both of his legs went up over the
2: gate. That's and how the, athletic this thousand pound steer was. is What you're saying? I'm out. <laughs> right, Exactly. <laughs> so imagine him jumping that high and then landing on part of your body. Yes. which happens to these guys, so they get kicked and knocked off the bull. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I got yeah, I got a whole new respect for those guys, especially after watching the uh, the Amazon series. Oh,
3: so, it's Yeah. Called, if you, uh... That's called The Ride. The Ride, yeah. If you're you're thinking about going to the Gamblers this weekend, and as you just heard, JJ, kids are free on Sunday, so you can get a ticket for you and the wife and bring the kids, and it'll be free. Mm -hmm. Go watch The Ride, at least one or two of the episodes uh, of that on Amazon, and you'll be hooked. You'll be all in. You'll get to know the riders. And if you watch episode three... I believe it was when it was they, they were in Austin last year, and you get to learn a lot about the Austin riders. Uh, pretty cool as well. So check that out, and then we'll see you down there this weekend. Coming back, we will hit the number six team in our Ian Rod B. Horn Top 20 Countdown. Hooking them up next.
1: Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260. The Horn.
3: Yeah, in addition to the uh, Gambler Days out at Moody Center. Tonight you've got uh, Round Rock Express at the Dell Diamond. They've had one fourteen in a row until they lost last night in extra frames. Also, Rod, high school football started last night. And, Beautiful uh, thing. How about our guy Ed Small, the wide receiver at uh, oh, Anderson? He's a beast. Huge game last night. They crush McCallum. 42-0. 42 oh, yeah. nothing. Ed Small is a really good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a team.
0: Texas baseball commit, right? He
3: is. He is a sophomore. He's a commit. He's that good. Uh, his father, Clint's, a good friend, and they're uh, they're they're off to a great start. But there are some really good games tonight. I know it's already it's, it's the earliest start to the high school football season in nearly fifty years. As we told you, I mean, yeah. it's only August the twenty fourth, and they're playing games the twenty fifth tonight. But how about uh, Dripping Springs, vandegrift tonight, number the, two, and yeah, against yeah. number three in the area?
2: That's that's a nice, that's a, a sexy matchup.
3: It's a big time game down at the mm-hmm. Dirty Drip, Cedar Ridge, and Cedar Park play tonight. Uh, Westlake plays Ridge Point this evening. Where is Ridge Point, Ty? Do we know where Ridge Point might be? It's Houston School. <gasps> okay,
2: Ridge Point. Cedar Ridge and Cedar Park.
3: Yeah, Cedar Ridge and Cedar Park. That's a, a good really one. good game. That's a last damn night, good game right there. Last night, Vista Ridge and Bowie played a heck of a game, North versus South, and uh, played into overtime. T- overtime, yeah. Vista Ridge won that for 21-14. Ridge Point is in Missouri City.
2: Moe City, H-Town.
3: Okay, damn, Yeah, Vandegris drip tonight. That'll be a fun one for sure. Also, uh, San Marcos and Hutto. We'll play this evening in Hutto. That's a good game. A Full slate of Friday games. We, of course, will have that Vandegrift lights. We will have that Vandegrift Dripping Springs game because Vandegrift football will be here on the horn all season long. Drew Sanders, another year. Of course, they were in the state title game one year ago, and tonight mm. they play Dripping Springs. Dripping Springs, um, getting after it. So uh, that'll be popping. We'll do our what's popping segment before the end of the hour, before poppin'? the end of the uh, show, Rod. But uh, popping will be high school football. Rodeo, pro rodeo out at uh, Moody Center. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the Austin uh, Round Rock Express in action as well.
2: Oh, they're hot, too.
3: Uh, 14 out of – well, they won 14 straight until last night.
2: Uh, Okay, so they were hot.
3: Meanwhile, I hate to say this to my Astro Astro friends and my (gasps) Ranger friends, but the Astros and Rangers could be in second place by the end of the weekend because the Astros are playing the – the Astros have a series this weekend with – as I mentioned, the Roy- Rangers continue to play at first place Minnesota. They lost last night. Mm-mm. Their seventh straight loss. Uh, <laughs> Houston lost yesterday. Got beat 17-1. to
2: By the Red Side. That was crazy. It was actually – was a, they, 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 the hits allowed by the Astros actually set a record. It was close to a record. The most hits allowed by an Astros team in Astros history is 26 in 1989. Dang. Um, 25, they did that twice, but they allowed 24.
3: Last Red night. Sox like they knew what was coming, but JP, most. J.P. France with his worst outing is this, this year. You cursed him like, because you I were know. bragging
2: about him yesterday. You kept bragging about well, J.P. France, how re- awesome
3: he was. You, you he's, been our, he's been our only reliable starter outside of Verlander. For well, crying not even late. Oh, uh, he got rocked <laughs> yesterday afternoon down in Houston. But, so the Mariners play the Royals this weekend, and they should win that series. I mean, the Royals are not a good team. Uh, Astros, though, play in Detroit. Goof, goof. Rangers playing in Minnesota. Uh, one game. Separates all three teams. Rangers are still in first place despite the seven-game losing streak. Houston and Seattle one game back into the weekend. But also, Rod Babers, give it to me. Uh, We're counting down the top teams in college football. We're at number six in our countdown as we count and push towards number one. Let's uh, fire it up with number six in the uh, E and Rod B Horn top twenty countdown. Florida State Seminoles, Rod. Florida State Seminoles. Hey,
2: I know that song. <laughs> I don't have a fight song. Uh, no, Florida State. Florida State's got. We talked about this with the schedule this year with Florida State. Florida State early on plays a really, really hellacious schedule. Um, you know, you'll learn a lot about Florida State early on. Oh, sorry. Here we go. Yeah, 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 I could We could have just hummed it, honestly. Let's be we, honest. That's really their fight song. Yeah. Tomahawk chop.
0: The War Chant. Mm-hmm. The War mm-hmm. Chant with Groove.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, say Everybody knows it's one of the, probably the most recognizable fight songs out there. I'm surprised
0: uh-huh. that hasn't been canceled yet.
2: I believe they actually have the an Seminole. agreement with the Seminole Nation,
0: right?
3: And uh,
2: Florida State actually does have an agreement with the tr- with the, the the Seminole Nation itself. So mm-hmm. I believe that's why, right? And that, that that goes back I don't know how long, but it's been it's been established for a long and time. It's been established, and they bring on like yeah, so. but it's not demeaning. Right? Yes, and I believe they contribute to you know the tribe that kind of stuff. So it's different. Yeah, yeah, Seminole Nation has agreed to it. Yeah. So, uh,
3: but here's the question for Florida State, and then you can go deep dive, Rod. I mean. When Bobby Bowden was there, who was in your house once for a recruiting visit back yes, in the day. Yes, he
2: was, man. Yes, he was.
3: From nineteen eighty seven to two thousand, they won ten or more games every year. Nineteen eighty seven to two thousand. This, this
2: is Mac Brown's mentor. Yes. So this is well, Mac Brown learned how to do it.
3: Under Jimbo Fisher, Florida State won ten or more games six of seven years from twenty ten to twenty sixteen. But over the last five seasons, they've run a grand total of twenty games before last year. Not Dang good. Man, not good? Not good. Last year they won ten games, though. They went 10-3 and three. and mm-hmm. under Mike Norvell. Remember, he came in from Memphis. Memphis.
2: No, Mike Norvell's a good coach. I've, I've been a Mike Norvell fan for a little while. Love him. He He's one of the uh, offensive minds in college football. that loves two tailback sets. So I remember going back and looking at his film, watching the two tailback sets he uses a lot of. But.
3: Well, and last year they started 4-0, including a win over LSU in that crazy Labor Day weekend game. Mm-hmm. Then they lost three in a row to Wake, and NC State, and Clemson. And they were 4-3, and but they didn't lose again. They didn't lose again. They beat. They they won They won out and included beating Oklahoma in the Camping World Cheez-Its Bowl. Oklahoma. Or the Camping World Stadium Cheez-It Bowl, 35-32. Beat Florida at the end of the year at Doe Campbell. Uh, beat Miami in Miami. So people are starting to think with Jordan Travis, this 60-year quarterback, that yeah. uh, they might be back, Rod. They might be back and kind of like Texas. Is this the year they, they take that next step?
2: Uh, how about this little stat? For uh, Florida State for their 2023 projected offensive starters, I'm just going to go down the list and talk about uh, the way the, the way that Florida State acquired that player, Jordan Travis transfer, Trey Benson transfer, Jenny Wilson transfer, Kian Coleman transfer, Winston Wright transfer, Jaheim Bell transfer, Bless Harris transfer, Casey Roddick transfer. Uh, Morris Smith recruited, Demetri Emanuel transfer, Jeremiah Byers transfer. They've hit, you could argue that Florida State has hit the transfer portal as hard as anybody the last couple of years, and it, it's worked out for them actually. They've done it right, they've prioritized that transfer portal so it can, they don't have to have that the rebuild takes so long that they can try to expedite this turnaround for Florida State. And so far, it's worked out, but there's no doubt this season. Um, the schedule that they got to play—that's what I worry about. I think the team is actually a good team. I worry about the schedule, man. I mean, they got a lot of hype on them, but you got—how about this? You got LSU and Clemson in the first four weeks of the season. Yes, that's uh, brutal.
3: Well, and you know, you, you, as you said, they, they're heavily in the transfer. Jordan Travis, their their quarterback's a transfer. Yeah, yeah.
2: Whole damn offense, damn news a Best transfer. Best <laughs>
3: receiver is Johnny Wilson, six seven. 6'7", right. receiver, yeah. 235, 240 pounds. You he's got an, some he's, length on him. He's an Arizona State transfer who averaged uh, close to 21 yards per catch last year. Remember, their, their top running back, was or one of their top runners, was Treshawn Ward. Mm. He, he transferred to K-State to replace Deuce Vaughn.
2: Yep, it's a good point. Uh,
3: but they still have Trey Benson and a good group of backs. Uh, and on defense, their best defense player is this kid, Jared
2: Verse. Yeah, defensive end, right? And he's a
3: transfer from Albany.
2: Yeah, I didn't realize that, actually. I didn't realize he was a transfer from Albany. Yeah, they. I mean, like I said, I don't know if anybody has hit the transfer portal as hard as Mike Norvell has um, in recent years to try to turn this thing around. He's done a really good job identifying talent there and cultivating that talent. This is the year that it's supposed to all pay off for Florida State. Like I said, I'm not worried about the team. They got the talent. I am worried about those first four weeks of the season where you got to start off and play LSU and Clemson. Now, hell, yeah, you split those games. I mean, you're okay. Hell, you win both of them, you're what number three in the country potentially, or something like that. But now you're setting
3: yourself up for yeah. a run.
2: But if you lose both, yeah, yeah. Well, they also have That's to play a that bad game. Bad start.
3: So they play LSU. Remember last year they played it at the Superdome mm-hmm. uh, in New Orleans, so it was kind of a home game for LSU. This year it's on Orlando, uh, on, a on a neutral site. site but it should mm-hmm. be State, a more Florida, Florida State, State friendly crowd. crowd. Yeah. You know those Cajuns will travel, but mm-hmm. it still should be Florida State friendly. September the third, a week from tomorrow. Then they play Southern Miss, who's usually a pretty good team uh, out of the Some Sunday athletes, Conference. Yeah. And then they go to Boston College, which you never know, right? BC, at BC, ahead of the Clemson game. That can't be a look-ahead game for them because you know they're mm-hmm. going to be – if they beat they'd beat LSU, who's a top-five team, we'll get to them next week with uh, Brian Kelly. Uh, then you got Clemson, who we had at number 9 in our countdown with Cade Klubnick and Dabo Swinney. Then it's an open date, and you're right, the schedule, man. We'll know pretty quick where this team is because the rest of the way, if they were able to survive that Rod. And as you said, climb into the t- – I mean, obviously the Clemson is going to be a tough one at Death Valley. But even if you're 3-1, if they're oh, to beat LSU yeah.
2: neutral – Oh, you're good. You're golden. Uh,
3: go to Clemson, play tough. Now you're open, and then you play Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke, all at home. They go to Wake Forest. They go to Pitt, Miami, North Alabama, and then at Florida to wrap up the season. All of a sudden, if they, if they come to that open day with one loss – they got a chance they're, to be a team that we're talking about late. Yeah, they're
2: sitting pretty. They're in the catbird seat if they can get to that open date with no, with one loss, um, splitting you know that LSU or Clemson matchup. They beat, they beat both of those teams, and they're undefeated at that point. Yeah, they'll be a top three team in the country um, by the time they end up playing Virginia Tech. They what they cannot do is lose both of those games. Right. They lose both of those games, uh, then you're talking about uh, that is that is going to be a lot of uh, kind of anticlimactic <laughs> uh, it will, uh, uh, start to the season and for they them very well could. with all the hype. I mean,
3: those are two top ten teams.
2: Oh, I'm saying like they could, and it, it still wouldn't mean they wouldn't end up being a good team. They still end up winning you know double digit games that season. But all the hype right now is that this Florida State team is going to be back to contending for championships. And if you can't beat Clemson with Big Dog in that, in that conference and then can't beat LSU, then the talk about championships is going to fade quick.
3: It will. And uh, I do like Jordan Travis, the quarterback. I mean, he's a sixth-year player, very accurate. And, you know, he's, you know, he's, not, he's not the best quarterback you're going to see in the country. They're better. But at the same time, he's a very he's, he's a reliable player. And sixth-year players, man, the experience that, that comes with that, oh, yeah, can't I think is tremendous. Yeah. And,
2: and they want to run the ball. Yeah. Florida State wants to run the Rock. Well, that matchup the quarterback in week
3: one is going to be really good. The LSU quarterback, Jalen Daniels, is a Heisman candidate. Remember, mm-hmm. we went through the Heisman odds. He's top five, top three for Heisman in the preseason with Brian Kelly. Jordan Travis, really good player. That'll be a fun game. Uh, Florida State, that was, your, that was your it school when you were growing Florida up.
2: Florida State was the school I was definitely uh, going to go to. I had my mind made up, but I had five schools I chose to narrow down my choices to. And that was Texas, Texas a Florida State, Penn State, and Colorado. Colorado, uh, man, I took a visit there too. Took a visit to Florida State, took a visit to AM, took a visit to Texas. Did not take a visit to Penn State, for everybody wants to know. So, when Bobby Bowden was <laughs> in
3: your living room, oh man, did he win your mama?
2: Uh he did my mom loved Bobby Biden. He's so he's such a you know lovable country, you oh, know, boy. country boy. Uh but he was great. And and usually Bobby wouldn't recruit corners my size. Actually the corners that he recruited are much bigger. Uh but like Jerry said, I think he loved my speed. I could I could run. I I think I was clocked like a four three something even back then. So he he was uh, he was excited about Robbie could run and he knew I loved Dion. So he thought I think he thought it was in the back. Nobody nobody really prepared for a young Mac Brown. To be a recruiting, you know, phenomenon. To be the close he was. Remember, he was coming from North Carolina. So the it's, assumption was you're going to A&M or Florida State. Pretty much early yeah. on, yeah. And to Mac Brown came into picture, and then pff, we all know the rest is history.
3: Well, that makes sense now because you told me that R.C. Slocum told you stay in the state. Stay in the state. He didn't say he p- was trying to keep you away from Bobby
2: Bowden. Yeah, he was. He's was actually like, staying in the state because he assumed if I stay in the state. I'm going with the Aggies. Yeah. The Aggies were the record crew at the time. They all about defense. Hell, the Aggies won. You know, they win their Big 12 title like the Max first year. So they were still like a good team. That was like that was their that was their Big 12 title year uh, around that time, like ninety eight, ninety nine, somewhere around there. So the Aggies were trending. Texas was not an IT school back then. They were not necessarily sexy or cool. I think Ricky really Ricky Williams and his Heisman campaign really brought them back to that kind of cool factor. Uh, Texas being an IT school, and then Mac Brown, of course, took it to another level. But yeah, I think the assumption was, you know, those guys aren't going to Texas. Texas is rebuilding. They're reinventing their brand. And then he gets Sims. He gets Corey Redding. Gets Rod B. And a lot of other guys too. Yeah. So, I, I think they basically slept on Mac Brown. They shouldn't have slept on Mac. If they would have acknowledged that Mac was a real threat, I think they could have eliminated him earlier in recruiting. They didn't. They just kind of let him walk through the raindrops unchallenged. And Mac was like, cool. Cool. Yeah, I'll sell myself. And he
3: did. Mac uh, talking that hungry dog off a meat wagon. Oh, he can sell to sand say, to a beach. And sand? he had, no, don't forget,
2: he had Tim Brewster. Tim Brewster. The recruiting, oh, the Ric Flair recruiting, who's now with Dion. Yeah. Yeah, Rick. Hey, trust me, everybody everybody has Dion's got, got him now. Dion's got him now because he knows, oh, you need the Ric Flair recruiting. That's Tim Brewster, baby.
3: Hey, we come back. We will hit some uh Who said that? Who said that? Who said it? Coming next.
1: Ooh, I've been saying that. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Who said that?
3: All right, who said that? Who, who, said, said, that? who uh, said that? Rod Babers and myself. We would lead you through some sound mm. and uh, try to guess who said it. Can I play one for you, Rod? Go ahead. All right, let's go with this. This is. Uh, mm. You'll know who this is, I think. But, uh, of course, he made a lot of headlines yesterday for some comments he made about the Longhorns uh, out in Lubbock. But uh, uh, this is interesting. Who said this? When asked, or do you feel bad because maybe you led to the decimation of the Pac-12 conference as we know it?
7: I don't think about any of it. Either. You know, and I don't know, I don't want to be that direct, but I guess I am. Uh, I wake up every morning thinking about the Big 12 and how do we become the best version of ourselves. I've been thinking that way since I took the job, and I'll continue to think of it that way. It's my, it's my singular focus, realizing our potential, uh, amplifying, elevating everything we do, and truly becoming a national conference, which we're, we're becoming. Yes, there's been some consolidation, but I think consolidation breeds stability, and no, no industry is immune to consolidation. But I think, um, again, stability is what we all need in this industry. And I think, you know, from, and I'm speaking from a conference perspective, we have it. And uh, I'm looking forward to the four new schools coming in and being a part of what we're building. And looking forward, in fact, to meeting with their student athletes and getting their perspective on being members of the uh, Big 12. From what I've heard,
3: they're ecstatic. All right, there you go. Do you feel bad about mm-hmm. crushing the Pac-12? No.
2: That's Brady Mark, baby. He has <laughs> no, yeah, you can Tell. He's He's got uh, no sympathy, uh, no empathy, really, for those other conferences. He says, I wake up every day thinking about, how can I improve the Big 12? And that's why those comments from earlier this week about Texas from Lubbock, where he's talking about Joe, telling Joe McGuire, encouraging him to beat the Longhorns again, like we said yesterday, guys. He's wait. He's thinking about the Big Twelve. He doesn't care anything about Texas anymore. Yes, they are in the Big Twelve, but they are no longer his concern. Yeah. Well. They're, they're not a part of his Big Twelve. Yeah.
3: And so. uh, sorry, Pac-12. You you were asleep at the wheel. We swooped in
2: and uh, two four your
3: four more. What four schools? Four, the schools? four corner schools are in.
2: Sorry, Klyofkov. Yeah. See you, bud. Yeah, it's on you.
3: Yeah, I don't think about it. Consolidation is good.
2: Right. Right. and you know like I said he's done he's, he's gotten glowing and rave reviews so far the only negative uh, I think uh, situation or negative blowback he's gotten was from that comment he made in Lubbock and like I said I think it was very calculated guys I think he did all, that was intentional deliberate alright let's hear from oh, I won't tell you who uh, we're gonna hear this next audio clip And this is actually a dedicated dedication to my man, Ty, who ran a 40 yard dash in the parking lot yesterday. If you have not seen uh, the video, you can go check it out on all of our social media platforms. Also, you can go watch it on YouTube as well. Um, But it just reminded me of the best story that I've ever heard about a 40 yard dash. See if you can guess um, who's telling this story
6: about their infamous 40 yard dash. To track practice, mm-hmm. and they had to come by and there. There had to be 20 to 30 guys there, and we were in inside running. And uh, the coach says, "Hey, Bo, um, we got a bunch of scouts here from all over the country, and we got a little combine here. They timing guys for the 40. Why don't you come in and run a 44? For Do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> because I know I'm. You want me to come and run now, and I got to go run at track practice because right. I practice with Harvey Glantz, who's a 76 Olympic gold medal." winner from over. So I so and I'm thinking about I gotta chase this little cat all day. <laughs> and uh come in to run a forty. So I did. And I ran my first forty. And about five yards from the finish line I kinda like led up and just cruised through. And I ran a four three. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And I got down and so my coach, as I'm walking back, my coach is walking toward me. He said, Hey, WHY DON'T YOU RUN THE DAMN 40, GET THESE PEOPLE WHAT THEY WANT SO THEY CAN leave them <laughs> the 40. Hey. SO I SAID, ALL RIGHT. I, SO I SAID, YOU GOT TO OPEN THE BACK DOOR BECAUSE THEY ONLY HAD ABOUT 10 TO 15 YARDS OF SPACE FOR for YOU TO STOP ONCE YOU CROSS THE LINE. I SAID, YOU GOT TO OPEN THE BACK DOOR BECAUSE I CAN'T STOP IN THIS DISTANCE IF YOU WANT ME TO DO it. SO THEY RAISED THE BACK DOOR UP open. <clears throat> And I told the guy that I was with, I said, get my bag and just go on and start walking because I'm not going to stop and I'm not coming back. I'm just going <laughs> to keep on, on going. you dropping the mic. Yeah. So <laughs> I got down and everything was done electronically. And uh, I didn't find out till after practice, after track practice, what I had run. And some of the guys that had stopwatches, they had me at a three nine or oh. four flat with stopwatches. But the electronic timer had Got me out of 413.
2: Running out the door.
6: 413 electronic
2: time tie and a 3-9 <laughs> four flat hand time. Bo Jackson, baby. It, 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 only, it can only be like one or two people. <laughs> that can run that fast. Bo Jackson, Jay, Ladies and Gentlemen, claims he was clocked electronically at a 4-1. <laughs> at
3: 220 pounds. Isn't and he that said, cartoonish? hey, he said, open that door.
2: And I can yeah, His coach got mad at him, like, fast. you? T- t-? He ran a four three, and his coach got mad at him, telling him he was lollygagging." Well,
3: remember when he did that at? Uh, <laughs> yeah, run a four three. Said, so, will you really run, please." Will
2: you really run."
3: Yeah, come on, man. Well, I can't. There's not enough room. It's a great story. And then, of course, man. then you hear that story, then you realize. Remember when he with the Raiders and he scored against the uh, Seahawks See, and ran off oh the yes. tunnel? Yes, Ran up the run tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: <was kept laughs> He's got. I can't stop. I'm running this fast at this weight. Hurts to if stop. I stop right now, yeah, I could break all kinds of bones and tear things. All right, up.
3: I, I meant to play this for you yesterday, Rod. You'll know who this is, but uh, uh, maybe the the worst play call in the history of the Super Bowl.
2: Oh yeah, Of all the Super Bowl. It is. You're right.
3: Seattle Seahawks at the goal line oh. with beast mode at running back if they score the touchdown with Russell Wilson, they go back to back. You talking about dynasty. That's the NFL dynasty.
2: That's the
4: NFL dynasty. Yeah. So
3: who said this trying to explain what the hell was
4: going on around here? <laughs> yeah, you, know, you guys are so mad at me and so pissed. <laughs> <We hurt. laughs> I I I, I wish I could feel it the way I should feel it, but you know, you what, keep going. that play just happened. Yeah. It wasn't like by design. It wasn't there was no agenda. That play just happened. You guys couldn't hear it for years, but When we got down there, if you remember, we had one timeout. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as we got there, I said, one of these plays, we're going to have to throw it to get all four plays. Because I'm always in, make sure that we have a chance to get all four shots. So we run the first play. And I think what happened is Bill's late. He sends in the goal line team. Mm -hmm. And we had already sent in 11. That went through the the play callers. Mm -hmm. And that's what led them to throw it on that down. It had nothing to do with anything else. We have practiced it a million times. It was just the way we had prepared. So I was rock solid on on the philosophy of it. Mm-hmm. It Next. just was the worst play that could ever happen. you know. And the guy makes a play of a career, career for everybody's career, really. Right. And, it, and it turned all of that so dark, so instantly. Yeah. And I, if you remember my moment, I thought this is the one of those moments that you prepare for, you got to be the epitome of poise, handle it and own it. There's nothing you can say that's going to put it any other place. It was just as catastrophic as any moment could be. But the thing was had we won that game, we'd have oh, we won didn't the next we'd have won again. Because mm-hmm. we went back to the playoffs anyway. What? Again, after with all the car <laughs> it was a great team, man. Yeah. We All right, there you go.
2: You know who that is. Uh that's Pete Carroll. But I will say this, uh there's a, there's a documentary actually. A little NFL, a little mini mock documentary about Malcolm Butler and how the Patriots practiced that play. Yeah. And how they the coaches over and over they again repped it. they repped it in practice and told him no the patriots are gonna try they, the patriots, the Seahawks to try to pick you on this play. If you go underneath, you can pick it. You come over the top, they're You're gonna love you. It's gonna too be late. too late. And too they late. and he picked it. So P. Mm-hmm. Carroll can say all that stuff if he wants to. You got out coast. Period. Yeah. yeah You're yeah. A good coach, but you got out coast. Well that the, <laughs> that Richard Sherman,
3: his corner, his all pro corner at the time, was interviewing him and trying to say what the hell happened here.
2: Yep. is <laughs> that exactly. you should have ran
3: it. Coach, explain that to me.
2: <laughs> Beast mode. Beat Marshall Lynch, that's that's part of the reason he was so disgruntled that it never they never got it back after that. Because some of the players they they stopped believing in Pete Carroll after that.
3: Well, Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. got whacked. Yep. I mean that's, that was a catastrophic play. He just it said was. it. Yep. But as he said, if we had won that game and scored a touchdown, they would have won again.
2: I agree with that too. I agree yeah, I agree with that on the other end as well. Yeah, No doubt.
3: Amazing. Mm. All right, there's Pete Carroll. He says, well fellas, remember Pete Carroll didn't exactly handle the final two possessions for USC against Texas very well either. Oh Oh. come on.
2: Got out coached by Greg Davis.
3: Where's Reggie (laughs) Bush? Where's Reggie Bush on the field on fourth and one? (laughs) You said make Texas worry about the guy. I'm with you. And you gave Jesus and Cleats the ball back. (laughs) What are you doing? Uh, we'll be back. Final hour of the week. It is our fabulous fifth hour, the fifth quarter. Coming next.
1: Horn, Aaron Hogan and Rod Papers, morning 6 to 11. With all the news, stats, and fun, you need to start your day. The Jim Rome Show, 11 to 2. Interviews, your calls, and emails in Jim Rome. The man with a take that doesn't suck. 2 to 5. The Horn welcomes the Rich Eisen Show. Sports, laughs, pop culture, and all-star guests. Then 5 to 7, our very own Patrick Davis takes over with the sports complex. Sports analysis, special guests, and more. 101.9 FM, 1260 AM, and worldwide on the Horn app. Austin's sports leader, the Horn.
2: Hey, what's up, folks? Lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers here. We all love the city of Austin. What's not to love? It's a great city, a beautiful city, thanks in no small part to the skilled craftsmanship of Iron Workers Local Union 482. They've been helping shape great Austin for a long time, since 1935. And you see the labors of their love all over this great city in iconic, exquisite landmarks like DKR Stadium and the Penny Backer Bridge. And as our city continues to grow and thrive, so does Iron Workers Local Union 482. They don't go to the office, they're the ones who build the office. So if If you're looking for an exciting new career, you can become a member, a valued member of Ironworkers Local 482 and accept the challenge of becoming the best version of yourself while helping shape Austin's economic development. Right now, they're hiring over 3,000 people for a huge project right here in Central Texas. And you can become a member of Ironworkers Local 482 and take pride in the type of teamwork and craftsmanship that helps shape the future of our great city. So maximize your potential today and be your best self. Simply apply by going online and visiting